Every year, a couple of times a year, I hit you with the housing forecast and predictions. Now, this year I waited a little bit because I wanted to see how January shook out first because we had a pretty funky ending to the end of 2023. Well, the data's all in, and I'm ready to present it. You're here. You want to know what's going on. Let's do this. All right, gang, are you ready? What's up, homies? David Sidoni here with the forecast and prediction episodes. I got to drink some coffee. Mm-hmm. Because you know what it means when I do this episode. I've been researching till my brain bleeds, and it is currently 1248 in the morning, and I'm the only one in my office building. Ooh. Okay. I am pumped up now. I've got all the information to help out all of you want to be first-time homebuyers. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I'm pumped up to nerd out for you. Okay, so let's get right to it. And I'm going to tell you uh, a quick little agenda of the things that I'm going to cover in this info-packed episode. First, we're going to talk about what happened in 2023 and how that's going to affect us in 2024. Then, of course, we're going to talk about what's going on with, say it with me, low inventory. And then finally, we're going to talk about mortgage interest rates. At the end, I'm going to recap with uh, some answers to some questions, the main questions that you guys have been asking me about. Uh, What salary or how much money do you need to make to buy a home in 2024? And then the other question I get asked all the time, how much of a down payment are you going to need this year? This year, what I've decided to do in this episode is give you the summary right now. Yeah, you ready? I'm going to give it to you right now. Just what you came for. You ready? Here we go. Woohoo! Drum roll, please. The summary of what's going to be a four part series is that 2024 is going to be a bit of a roller coaster ride with a likely spike in prices, definitely coming at the end of the year with increased competition and bidding wars. Now, by the way, I'm recording this at the end of January. And the prediction of spiking prices and bidding wars, it's already happening, but more on that later. And then when we get into 2025, when we expect the mortgage interest rates to really come down, boom, gang, open the floodgates, more competition, even sicker bidding wars, and prices continuing to go up. Okay, that's the next two years in real estate, and I know it's going to freak a lot of people out. And the waiters, no, I don't mean the people in the restaurant who serve you the food. I mean the people waiting to try to time the market. They're expecting things to go down. But those waiters will be wishing that they had known about this forecast. And maybe you too. Hopefully you too. Because I know that things right now can seem unaffordable and out of control. But mark my words, as interest rates go down, the frenzy will go up. And so will the prices. Now, I know that sounds insane, but, well, we'll start this episode with my first truth bomb. Hashtag truth bomb. There is not a crash coming. Lower rates do not actually mean a lower payment for you if you don't act early in 2024. Because what could happen is those lower rates can happen as the prices go up and you may end up with a monthly payment right where you are right now. 
So I've got some solutions on how to fix that, but let's get into the data, all the research I've been doing and why it's freaking one o'clock in the morning and I'm drinking coffee. Woo! Mm-hmm. Okay, three reasons why this forecast is likely. Number one, we have a huge buyer demand. Now, why do we have that? Say it with me, homies. <gasps> Low inventory. Now, on top of that, which is fueling our buyer demand that we've had for the last five years or since post-COVID, I guess that's four years now, we also have this. Coming up in 2024, we have the largest group of home buyers in history. Yeah, you millennials out there. 45 million millennials between the ages of 27 and 35 this year. Woo! Avocado toast for everybody. What a hacky thing to say. Number two, why this forecast is so likely. There is a massive pent-up desire for people to move because a lot of people have been stuck in their homes. Well, they've chosen to be stuck in their homes. Why? Because they're sitting there with a 3 or 4% interest rate, not willing to move and buy a new place with a 7 or 8% interest rate. That means that when the mortgage interest rates drop, which is coming, you're going to be fighting not only the first-time home buyers, but a huge population of boomers that are going to be looking to downsize into smaller homes. Oh, damn you, boomers. Oh, you Gen Z people must be freaking out. You got to fight the millennials and the damn boomers. And then number three, the reason why this forecast is likely to happen, mortgage interest rates are going to drop. There, that's the prediction and the forecast and the basics as to why all the economists who have been correctly prognosticating and seeing how things go by collecting all the data, this is what they say. Now, I'm going to explain to you why in great, great detail as I move forward. So much detail that you might want to puke uh, or use this information to help you fall asleep at night. I know many of you use my podcast for that. So no matter if you're timing for a rent replacement home buying strategy in the near future, or if you're planning on doing one in a year or two, the time to start that planning was yesterday. You got to start that plan today based on these forecasts, because if you start your planning today, by the time you're ready to go, you're going to have more options and options is the key to you getting the best deal. Okay, let's get into the details on the why. Now, this work is interesting because I always debate on the order of how to disseminate the plethora of information that I gather for these episodes. Yep, I said disseminate and plethora in the same sentence. What I try to do is I, I try to gather information from both sides, people who think crash or no crash, people who think increase or decrease, and then I spend weeks researching and reading so that you don't have to. Actually, the, the way it really goes is that every single day, all year long, I gather this data, watching the markets and following the trends. Because, yeah, I am that nerdy uncle with multiple files that I update throughout the day on the housing market with key indicators, market shifts, and other thoroughly boring stuff. But I like to think that I'm the nerdy uncle with some riz, so hopefully you can tolerate digesting this information. Now, you might be asking yourself, why do I do that for you? And then why do I come here on a podcast and give it away for free? Because... If you understand my mission with the podcast, you know that I think it sucks for first-time homebuyers because it's freaking confounding trying to decipher the myths from the facts if you just go on the internet. 
Uh, I'm going to get more on that in 34 seconds. Uh, but first, I want to tell you this. If you talk to your friends and family, um, you're going to get probably very emotionally biased information, maybe some politically fueled information, and you're definitely going to get old, outdated information. And the truth is, gang, that's not going to help you. And that's what we're trying to do. See, in today's oversaturated world of the interwebs and the information that you find on that tube of things that get you the internet, when it comes to the year-end reviews and predictions for the next year, you can find articles from two usually trusted sources that completely contradict each other. And I've got an example from two people that posted on the same day with contradicting facts. At the end of 2023, on the exact same day, the Wall Street Journal had a headline that read, there's never been a worse time to buy instead of rent. And then another report came out from Zillow, Black Knight, and Freddie Mac saying, headline, home prices are not falling. And it showed a steady home price gain for five months straight. So which is it? Never been a better or worse time to buy or prices are going up, it's a, it's a good time to get into the market. Now, the next contradicting pieces that I found, both these articles came from January, and the first article, the headline actually contradicted itself within the own article. I know, insert the mind-blown emoji here. Do they have an emoji where you take your laptop and you just slam your head with it? Because they need one for that. Okay, here's the first headline with those contradicting pieces. According to the National Association of Realtors, 2023's total reading of 4.09 million sales is the lowest level in 30 years. The headline said, existing home sales reached lowest level in 30 years. But in that same sentence, it said, oh, while the median price reached a record high of $389,800 in 2023. So wait, what? Did I hear that right? It, the headline says lowest sales in 30 years, but the article says, but the prices are going up. Damn, that's one headline and then two conflicting pieces of data. Quote, the, head, the article said, Regionally, all four regions experienced year-over-year -year sales decreases, but saw year-over-year -year price increases. Now, once again, that is a headline about sales, and it seems like they're talking about the housing market, and most of the time people think about the housing market, they think about the prices of homes. But remember, when you're looking at these articles, housing sales is simply the quantity of homes being sold, not the prices at which they are, have, are selling at that moment. Now, I've warned you about this little trick that the uh, real estate articles have been doing for five years. Sales number versus price action. It's totally different. Your price changes. That's appreciation. But remember, negative sells. Those are the headlines. So the lowest sales in 30 years was for existing homes. But in the bold print later on, they said that prices just went up. <laughs> now here's another one. Again, the same time. 
Home builders end 2023 on a high note. That's the headline. Now, overall, within the article, you can see that home builders sold more homes in 2023 than they did in 2022. Now, why is that so weird? Because in 2023, that was a year that was supposedly a really crappy year for the number of home sales. We just got that information from NAR. We were off by 20 or 25%. Uh, we're talking like a million less homes sold than 2022. Yet home builders sold more new homes than they did in the much higher year before. Crazy. I'm going to get into why that happened later. Now, if you're confused with these, wait until we talk about mortgage interest rates. Here's some of the headlines on those. CNBC reported with this headline, the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate hit 8% for the first time since 2000. And then a month later, at the end of the year, the Wall Street Journal headline just a month later said mortgage rates hit lowest level since September. And how about this one? When a giant respected economic forecaster makes a year-long prediction and then a month later totally changes it. And how about this one? When a giant respected economic forecaster makes a year-long prediction and then two months later completely changes it. <laughs> Listen to this. November 6, 2023, Goldman Sachs expects U.S. mortgage rates are forecasted to stay above, stay above 7% in 2024. And at the end of 2024, they'll end around 7.1%. And in 2025, they're forecasting 6.6% interest rates. Okay, then two months later, January 4th, oops. Remember our 12-month prediction? We have to totally change that. Why? Well, because at that date, rates were at about 6.6%. So they were completely wrong. So they put out a whole new article. Goldman Sachs expects that the 30-year mortgage interest rates were going to drop to 6.3% by the end of 2024. Huh. So not 7.1% like you said two months ago? And then... They continue to say they're going to fall to 20 in 2025 to 6% as the Fed starts to cut interest rates. Then, of course, they say previously Goldman had expected the 30-year mortgage rate to be at 7.1 by the end of 2024 and 6.6 .6 by the end of 2025. Now, I kept reading and I expected to say that to say right there, uh, but we were totally wrong. So I don't know why you would put any faith in us now. But that was our 12-month prediction, but now we changed it because we saw what happened. So for those of you who put your faith in your ability to research anything online and you're an internet junkie, I just felt your heart sink. Or maybe now you're even more salty and more pissed off and realizing you don't know where to get the real information. Well, I'm here to help your nerdy uncle. I've got three things that I can offer you to help cut through the noise of the clickbait headlines to get an actual decent guesstimation to help you with your personal strategy. One, let's realize it's called forecasting and predictions for a reason. Nobody truly knows and fear sells. So that's why I get deep into the data for you. 
You're going to see fear in the headlines, but you got to dig deep for the facts. Facts are your friends. Um, actually, P.S., you don't got to dig. I did it for you. Just keep listening. Number two, when all else fails, looking at the current data, look at the historical data to help you predict the future. Don't worry. I got you on that one, too. I did all the work for you on that one, too, which leads me to number three. Check the mission and the track record of your data sources. Why is this data source printing this headline or posting the blog or posting the video? Is the goal of this piece of information that you found to educate and empower you or is it to sell you? Then, of course, I always say make sure that you check the past predictions from that source and see how those have panned out. Are they right more than they're wrong? Now, I'm going to spare you from detailing my track record on the forecast episodes. Okay, wait, I'll give you one little nugget. Uh, in the past five years, there's only been one thing that has derailed the podcast forecast episodes from coming true. Guess what that was? Last five years. Can you think of it? Yeah. It was a global pandemic. Sorry, gang. Me and all my resources didn't see that one coming. And here's the crazy part. A global pandemic only stopped the forecasts and predictions for eight weeks. And then everything went right back to what we were expecting. So fear's been holding you back. Consider this. I'm giving you this information. I'm in your ear holes right now, but I ain't so smart. I've just been doing this for 18 years and I know who to listen to on this stuff. I'm going to give you the best information from the best sources. One of the main sources that I pull from is uh, a guy named Brian Buffini, who's been accurate for decades. And I believe it was his mother that told him this fact. Be careful when you follow the masses, because sometimes the M is silent. <laughs> so in general, my message is that now, and I mean now, early 2024, while Everyone is freaked out, the masses. This is the time for you to plan to make your move. And if you can't move quickly, this is the time for you to speed up your planning for the end of 2024 or the beginning of 2025. Again, I'm not the br that bright and I haven't spent my entire lifetime following the economics, but I have spent the last 18 years doing it and I steal from the best minds so you don't have to. And for the thousands of listeners that heard the podcast forecast episodes since 2019 and took action, I can tell you this, they're all sitting pretty on some nice equity right now, and they're not paying rent anymore. Okay, so again, the quick summary of what the leading economic minds are forecasting for 2024 and 25, what I've gathered from some super economic nerds. These guys are such spreadsheet financial nerds, they actually make me look pretty damn cool. What they say is 2024 is going to grow for three reasons. We have huge buyer demand. Why? Say it with me. Low inventory. They say number two, there's a massive pent-up desire for people to move since they've been stuck in their homes with a 3 or 4% interest rate, not willing to move into a place with a new 7 or 8% interest rate. And they say mortgage rates are going to drop. Now you've got the forecast. I've pounded it into your head. Now, if some of you are out there and you're still a negative Nick or a negative Nancy, remember, I ain't selling you anything. I don't want to be your realtor. 
My mission is to help people get ahead because in this new era of stupid high rents, the only way to get ahead before you turn 40 years old is to create a rent replacement strategy that is way different than your parents or your grandparents. Right now, we need education. Education is going to empower you to find a new way to get into the housing market. And the economic nerds all say there's no crash coming to save you. So what I'm trying to do here is offer a lifeline of knowledge to help you get in and create your own rent replacement strategy. In this world of new high rents, if you're paying them in your local area, waiting to buy mathematically is a losing game because all of the smart economic minds say that with a huge buyer demand coming, the low inventory and the pent up desire for people to move along with the lower rates coming, this is what they see. A steady rise in inventory and price increases in 2024 with a sharp uptick in the third and fourth quarters followed by a huge boom in 2025. I know there it is. Boom. The whole prediction before I even tell you why. So the recommendation is that you start as soon as you're paying the full average rent when you're living anywhere in North America. It's time for a rent replacement strategy because the frenzy's coming. <laughs> Hell, in many places, it's already here. In Southern California, already in January, uh, my team has had two homes sell in minutes and hours, not days. One of them sold with 135 people through two open houses, only six hours on the market, three hours Saturday, three hours Sunday. Sunday night, we had 19 offers and the home sold 14% over the list price. And the other one was minutes. The home went on the market when it was raining here in Southern California. Now, I don't know if you know, but when it rains in Southern California, it's like it's negative 30 in Buffalo. Well, no, I should say it's like it's negative 30 in Dallas. Nobody goes anywhere. Everybody freaks out. But we did have a couple people ask to come see the home, even though the open house was canceled. And in 15 minutes, there was a full price offer on that home. So if you're a buyer who found my podcast so you can validate your thought, <clears throat> I'm going to wait for the mortgage interest rates to drop and prices to come down. Sorry, you're not going to get that validation from this nerd. The nerd who slays is dope and has riz. I want to be clear on that. Yes, both things. That you're not going to get validation because the facts don't support it. And also that I'm still cool. Oh, that's not really true. You homies out there, you also know that the rest of this forecast is going to be chock full of data, information, stats, reports, quotes, and other nerdy stuff that you are probably going to need to have in your back pocket when you end up talking to your parents or your friends who tell you that you are insane to try to buy a home right now. As I've said before, spew these facts on them. Make sure that they hear them. And if they still disagree with you, ask them, Okay, cool. I think you're right. Maybe I should keep renting. So will you front my rent for the two years since it's such a bad idea? And then when the home prices, prices drop, uh, I'll buy the house for cheap and pay you back. See what they say then. Okay. So now we're going to get into the details, the facts. Uh, we're going to talk about the recent history in housing post-COVID, uh, some of the overall economics, and some of the supply and demand. 
And then I think parts three and four of this series are going to hit the deep dive on the most important pieces of this forecast, inventory and mortgage interest rates. History, the median home price in 2023 went from about 350000 to above 400000 and it dipped a little bit at the end of the year, back below 400000 but it's creeping back up right to that 400000 mark, and it's likely to be there by the time you hear this podcast. The number of existing homes sold in 2023, it dropped from $5.1 million in 2022 to just about 4 million homes in 2023. So post-COVID, now that we got through 21 and 22, in 2023, housing survived, thrived, and actually went up, even though inflation and mortgage rates shot through the roof. Now, much of this is due to some whacked out economic factors, including a GDP, the gross domestic product, that just defies logic, and the fastest increases in history in inflation, which created the fastest Fed interest rate hikes in history that led to the fastest spike in mortgage interest rates in history. Yet, we're still going strong as far as prices go. So, Here we go with an economic lecture that you actually give a damn about because it affects you and you buying a home. Here we go. Now, if you're one of the people that has only been paying attention to this crap since, let's say, the past three or four years, 2020, keep this in mind. Post-COVID 2021 was an artificially inflated economy. The government was helping because we were coming out of a global pandemic. They kept the Fed rate at zero and they sent stimulus money flooding into the economy. Now, that ended, so we've had a couple of years to get used to the new normal, and here are the results no one was expecting. The national economy grew at an unexpectedly brisk rate at the end of 2023. We had a 3.3 GDP increase It marked the sixth straight quarter in which the GDP, the gross domestic product, had grown at an annual pace of 2% or more. We were seeing that Americans showed a continued willingness to spend freely despite high interest rates and price levels that have frustrated many households. But the latest figures still reflected the surprising durability of the world's largest economy, the U.S., Now, here's another truth bomb. If you're going to tell me that you think that, well, 2024 is going to change because of the election, um, election years don't mean squat. I say again, truth bomb, election years don't mean squat when it comes to housing prices. I've been doing this 18 years, and it's never affected any of the election years. I've never seen the election years affect housing. And just to be sure, I went back 50 years. Nope. Never affected housing in election years going back 50 years. So, again, 2023 was a good year in the GDP. Gained 2.2 in the first quarter, 2.1 in the second quarter, a crazy unexpected 4.9% in the third, and finishing 2023 at that surprising 3.35%. So, gross domestic product, it's doing well. But there are indicators that it could slow down soon. 
what we've got is credit card interest rates have spiked to a 23% average. Uh, as I mentioned, the government, government stimulus money is gone, and businesses are having a little bit of trouble right now. They're cutting their spending, and lots of them have an extra supply of inventory. Now, wait. Maybe you're freaking out right now thinking, Sedoni, what the hell does this have to do with me buying a home? What does this have to do with housing? What does this have to do with me and my planning? Hang with me, homies. You want the real deal, right? I'm not just going to give you a 60-second social media post to try to sell you something. Here's why this matters to you. If those factors drop the GDP, which was unexpectedly high last year, that would force the Fed to cut the Fed rates. And they've already indicated that we can expect potentially up to three cuts later on this year, perhaps beginning sometime towards the end of the summer. Because the economy has repeatedly defied predictions that the Fed's aggressive rate hikes are going to trigger a recession, there is growing optimism that the Fed is on track to deliver a rare, quote, soft landing, unquote. Now, that's going to be keeping borrowing rates high enough to cool growth, hiring, and inflation, yet not so much as to send the economy in a tailspin. I know, that's a lot of heavy, boring stuff, but some of you people out there wanted to know that because me giving you facts and data isn't enough. So there, prove that I did all the research. Now, let me go on and talk about inflation, another hot button topic. Most of you out there, maybe you just heard about inflation for the first time as an adult as we got to the end of 2021. And that's because it's been so unusually low for like decades that uh, most people never even heard about it. It's been low through every political party, every fiscal policy out there since the freaking 1990s. In 2020, Inflation was only at 1.2%. And then in 2021, that's when you all heard about inflation as it shot up to 4.2% in the first quarter and it finished at 6.2% in 2020. And then in 2022, we got up to 83 and 9.1%. Now that's crazy time. The cool thing is today, it's sitting only at 3.2%. Now, the Fed still wants it to get back down to 2% or lower. So to fight the historic run-up, the Fed has been raising the Fed rate in the highest volume and the quickest pace in history. And the result is now we've got it down to 3.2, but they still wanted to get below 2%. So that means maybe no cuts in rates right now in early 2024, but there are, again, all signs pointing to them making those cuts three, four, five of them beginning second half of 2024. So how this specifically pertains to you buying a home is two key factors. When the Fed cuts the Fed rate, mortgage rates should reduce too. And the second reason is truth bomb number two that I want to tell you about right now. Rents are the biggest contributing factor to inflation. And as you know, they got so out of control in 2020 and post-COVID, 2021 through 2023, that inflation was a big result. Now, inflation is going down a little bit. And as of today, you might hear that rents are dropping. And yes, that's true. But here's the truth bomb. They're so high up that a little dropping 
still means they're ridiculously stupidly high. Okay, so let's pretend. Here's an analogy for you. I Googled it, and the average price of a gallon of milk is $4.33. $4.33. Imagine if that average suddenly spiked to 8 bucks a gallon, like inflation did. But then this month, that price went from 8 bucks to $7.75. Yes, technically the headlines could say milk's going down. Just like the headlines now say, rent's going down, and it is dropping in some areas, but in no way does it mean it's actually affordable. A little snip off the top of that $8 milk is just like a tiny dip in the outrageous rents that landlords have been upping and upping and upping for the last 10 years. It still means that for most of you, the math is heavily in your favor of owning, and remember, Buying your first home is as much a rent replacement strategy as it is fulfilling one of your adulting goals to be an owner and not a renter. So the last note on inflation. At its peak in 2022, when inflation was 7, 8, 9%, that year was a robust year for home sales. So if you think inflation is going to stop buyers from buying homes, think again. All right. That is some serious, just crazy, boring economic crap. And I'm so glad that you got through it. Let's get to some direct housing indicators. There are two key factors that always create a buyer demand in real estate. Household formation and employment. Household formation first. That's an SAT word or two words, I should say, um, for people... It means people of age that they need to buy a home. Household formation. By the time you get to that average age, which last year the average age of the first-time homebuyer was 35, which is way too old in my opinion, but that's what I'm trying to correct with this podcast. Uh, So more people turning that age, 30 to 35, the average age, that's going to be a new household formation. Well... We have the hugest wave of buyers coming in at that age in history, 4.5 million millennials between the ages of 26 and 35, the biggest number of that demographic in decades. And to see what's going on with employment, we look at the unemployment numbers. So let's check out the historical data. (laughs) Every time I say historical data, it makes me think of uh, the historical documents from Galaxy Quest. If you haven't seen that movie, you have to watch it. I highly recommend it. It's so good. There's even a great documentary about the making of Galaxy Quest. Okay, historical documents. I mean, historical data. (laughs) Since 2000, the average unemployment rate has been 5.99%. Now, during the 2008 economic meltdown, unemployment went to 10%. In 2009, it was at 9.2%. And then it went to 8.5%, 7.9% over the next horrible years. Um, so then from 2013 to 2019, it kept dropping down and it got all the way to 3.75 in 2019. Then, oh, well, bam, we all know what happened in 2020, COVID fun times. So while we were all watching Tiger King and Bo Burnham, unemployment shot up to 7%. Now, today it's back down to a really nice 3.7%, which is pretty dang good considering the average since 2000 is 59 
So from a macroeconomic standpoint, these two factors, household formation and unemployment, are pointing towards buyers ready to buy. There is a huge amount of buyers coming, and there is strong employment for those people at that age. Now, here's where I give you a plethora. Yeah, I said plethora again of forecasts and predictions. And these come to you from sources all over the internet. Bankrate, Wall Street Journal, uh, Brian Buffini, the National Association of Realtors, Barron's, CNBC, NPR, US News, Riz Media, Inman, and oh, my lovely friends at Goldman Sachs. The first group of forecasts come from eight sources that I've quoted to you in the past. This is a simple forecast of price appreciation or depreciation, a prediction for 2024. The average of all eight of these different sources is a forecast of 2.1% increase. That's a 2.1% increase or appreciation in 2024. Here's how it breaks down. Mortgage banker Association predicts a 4.1 increase. Zillow says a 3.5 increase. Fannie Mae says up 3.2. Freddie Mac says up 2.6. A group of economists called the Home Price Expectation Survey says up 2.4. Goldman Sachs says up 1.9. Not that I trust them anymore. And the National Association of Realtors says up only 0.7%. And the only one predicting a drop, Realtor.com, is predicting a depreciation, prices down 1.7%. So that average, 2.1% increase in prices from eight reliable and former predictors that have been correct. And that is with the National Association of Realtors, who, trust me, is dying for higher prices. But they still came in at only a 0.7% appreciation for this year. So I think that 2.1% is pretty conservative. All right, this has gone on long enough. It's freaking 130, 145, something like that, and I am still in my office. So this mini-series, this is part one. Part two is going to cover articles on both sides of the prediction. Part three is going to cover inventory, and part four is going to go deep into what the hell is going on with mortgage interest rates. Peace out for now, homies. Stay tuned for part two.